John there, um, introducing our spot from Latin America. It's uh, John Bonfilio, who's in Campeche in uh, Mexico, and uh, joins us now. Uh, John, a very good evening to you. Very good evening to you too, Martin. And uh, we're, we're looking ahead to um, Dia de Muerto. Is that about right, or Dia de Muertos? Yeah, Dia de Muertos, the plural. Yep, yeah, you're right, it's coming up. Yep. I mean, what is probably the most important... I guess, kind of cultural celebration in Mexico today. I mean, for sure, you know, Christmas and Easter and the whole Catholic tradition are really important here. But I think in a in a very different sense and kind of tapping into the indigenous and cultural roots and memory of uh, of what it means to be Mexican, Day of the Dead absolutely is 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 the most important, I guess, kind of um, kitsch celebration. Or now we would regard it as a kitsch celebration of of life and in particular death, but really it's, it's, uh, since forever been a really authentic celebration here in, in, in Mexico, in which on the night of the first, uh, night of the dead of no- November and the second, the day of the dead, the, the general belief is that the dead return for a small window of, of opportunity. And really that kind of manifests itself in, in two big ways here, right across the country. One is, in in a private very much a private family context and the other one is in a in a public context in a private context really you've got uh, people family gatherings at home in which they set up an altar with photos of uh, deceased loved ones and perhaps items that belong to them and what are called ofrendas offerings so maybe their favorite foods uh, drinks and so on Um, and uh, and the myth goes that that they come and and drink and eat those and then by morning those have lost their their flavor and then more and that's been going on for hundreds of years and mm. then you've got the more public events re, uh, which have started to take place really since um since it's become more of a famous international celebration in which now you've got parades and events and all manner of of things taking place in a, in a, in a public forum both in mexico but also among the mexican diaspora uh, internationally which has you know come to i guess resemble a kind of cultural celebration of this most mexican of days yeah. I mean, would you say it was the equivalent of Thanksgiving, really, in terms of its sort of cultural significance? Yeah, I guess so, in terms of its uniqueness as well. I mean, for sure, you know, folk in the US and then you've got Canadian Thanksgiving as well. That's a very distinct thing that that happens up there. I mean, I guess these days with, with that, with Thanksgiving, it's more uh, of an obvious thing in the sense it's family coming together, you know, resembles Christmas in some ways in terms of eating and, and drinking and so on. The, the symbology around Day of the Dead and, um, the, the skulls and the foods, the pan de muerto, the, the, the bread of the dead and so on really is very, very distinct. I mean, only yesterday I was, um, in a, in a small rural town called, uh, Nichi and we were meeting some people there and, and speaking to them about what was coming up in, in a couple of weeks. And we, we spent some time in the cemetery. And, I mean, the thing you would never see anywhere else is that there are no uh, coffins or burials there, but you've got uh, niches, almost like little uh, nooks and crannies in, in the cemetery where once a, a, a family member's body rots away, then they'll pull the bones out and put them in a in what's called a wakal, in like a wooden box, and then wrap it up in 
in cloths and so on. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I would have seen yesterday 40, 45 different uh, sets of uh, human body parts, you know, recently, relatively recently deceased body parts in a cemetery that was no greater than 15 meters by by 15 meters. And culturally, you know, for that just to be out on display is mm. absolutely unique. And in that and in that particular community of, of Nietzsche, um, come the night of the first, everybody in the small community will go to the cemetery and they will pull the bones out and they will lovingly and carefully wash the bones and then replace them by uh, in the boxes by dawn. Blimey. Sounds a bit gru- gruesome over here, to be honest, but um, as you say, it's a tradition going back uh, hundreds of years. Now, something else you, you've, you've talked about in the past, uh, John, Havana Syndrome, uh, now been reported at um, the, the U.S. Embassy in Colombia. Just remind us about Havana Syndrome. Obviously, Havana is Cuba, ca- yeah. Yeah, once again, the calendar show, the, the heart, the centerpiece, <laughs> as the centerpiece of strange news. Yeah, Havana Syndrome, uh, for the first time was reported in Havana, Cuba a few years ago now and, and, um, largely identified itself through a series of reported mysterious sounds, almost like drilling in and around the, the United States, uh, uh, special interest building, um, over there and led to symptoms amongst a number of different diplomats there including headaches, nausea, dizziness, and, and so on, and was latterly diagnosed as uh, as brain tra- trauma. Actually, now there's been there's there's, a, there's an acronym for for this disease or this illness, which because nobody's identified, which is UH, UHIs. The U.S. government is referring to them as now unexplained health incidents. And these things have, have seemed to to repeat for a while. To, to some extent, people thought they were imagining them, but then uh, another researcher said that actually it resembled a Russian. Uh, weapon um like um, ultrasonic weapon that was designed in the 50s uh and so on and it's become you know one of the things we actually we said on, on your show one of the times we covered this previously was that if we've started to hear about this we're going to hear a lot more of it and that's exactly what's uh, what's happening in colombia only this week a week before the secretary of state for the u.s anthony blinken visits uh bogota there have been some new complaints uh, the secretary of state well, State Department hasn't made clear how many people have been affected, but people have been affected. In Berlin last week, the same thing happened. And just when Kamala Harris visited Vietnam a couple of months ago as well, uh, the same thing took place. So it seems as though these attacks are now beginning to accompany high profile U.S. visits. And nobody really is fully none the wiser as to what's taking place. But um, the, the I guess most people are betting on some kind of microwave weapon that somebody um, brackets probably the Russians um, because they have the technology. Yeah. Historically, they have the, uh, the the technology have been employing um, in a kind of you know strange nefarious uh, way. So um, it's now fully been accepted by the U.S. as well by the U.S. government because they've actually for the first time this week voted to actually be uh, compensate people uh, diplomats that suffer from uh, from these UHIs, uh, which sounds a little bit too much like UTIs. Yes, uh, but there you go. Yeah. Well, uh, just finally, we've talked uh, a fair bit in the past about uh, the uh, fanaticism for boxing in uh, Mexico and how big a deal, um, big sort of heavyweight fight, well, any any weight really, but uh, big title fights are. And uh, you watched uh, Fury Wilder um, last weekend, which we were covering here on Talk Sport. It was obviously on pay-per-view TV in uh, the UK. And um, slightly different in the way commentary is done uh, in Mexico. 
Very much so. It, it absolutely reminded me how different Latin American sports commentary is. I was, I was watching it and then immediately was reminded about the colorful, uh, nature, the verbosity, the, the metaphors that are, that are used throughout, uh, sports commentary here, which I'd kind of forgotten about a little bit. And in particular, the one that made me chortle, but it went on right through the fight was when Fury got up in the fourth, I think it was. And rather than the commentator say, Oh, and Fury's up and he's still got some, you know, some fighting him or anything like that. He, he chose to use the phrase, he still, he still has some cheese in his tortilla. Uh, <laughs> you know, one, one of the, one of the crucial points in the, in the fight. And then that just got me remembering, uh, you know, when there's a lot of Premier League coverage here and stuff, some of the absolute classics, how David Beckham, for example, was never ever referred to, you know, in any, in any, um, football match that I watched with Latin American commentary as David Beckham. He was always referred to as, as Spice Boy and, uh, and Mike, <laughs> My all-time favorite was the fact that Paul Scholes equally was never referred to as Paul Scholes. He was always the prawn. The prawn picks up the ball in center field, <laughs> passes it to the right and so on. And, you know, so for like however long Paul Scholes played, which, you know, what, 10, 15 years of top-level football in Latin America, he was never known by his name, always as the prawn. The prawn. I don't think he was ever called the prawn over here. I mean, there was all that stuff about prawn sandwich brigade at Old Trafford, but I don't think he was ever called the prawn. Uh, and the spice, the, the spice boys was uh, David James and uh, Jamie Redknapp, the yeah. players at Liverpool, were the spice boys. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, John, as always, thanks uh, ever so much, and we'll uh, talk to you next week, sort of in advance of the uh, Day of the Dead. So it'll be approaching, won't it, next weekend? Yeah, it's it's creeping up in the markets now. You can see the marigolds are beginning to to arrive. Just the the, the gradual, yeah, infestation of, of products for. And, and families organising themselves for event, it's very much almost upon us. Yeah, excellent. Uh, thanks ever so much, John. We'll talk again next week. All right, take care. Good man. There we go. John Bonfilio joining us from Campeche in Mexico. Uh, thanks for all your...